after a month absence. Here's Shield to the one-on-one. -on -one. Big contest this. Stringer and Hamling. Stringer wants it on oh. the ground. Hamling goes to ground. Stringer can just about go by himself. Blakely leaves his man. Handball over the top. Fantasia in on goal. They'll walk it through. Brown will finish it off. The Bombers with the first two. Now out of defence. Kenner and Saad. They can create pretty, plenty of burst. Brayshaw giving a big chase. Saad driving it long. Stringer! Great defence turned into attack. And Jake Stringer having a big say on this first quarter. The Bobbers have kicked the first three. And they need one here. He's got it. And Fremantle are right in it. Out of the middle, Fremantle have been dominant. Monday almost. But it spills the Bombers' way. Now it's Essendon who need a goal. Just to stop the Dockers' charge. Brown away. Langford, he could hit one right here. He steadies and buries it. A momentum killer. A huge goal for Essendon. Everyone in this room is now dumb for having Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, episode number 80. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes that have known each other forever, who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD to talk everything Essendon Football Club. My name is Grant, and with me is Scott. Hello, everyone. Uh, well, we're back here again. I'm back from my trip in Queensland. Sorry to say, Grant. Yeah, that was awful for you. It was lovely in 26 degrees. I got a slight burn on my forehead. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah. We all feel awfully bad for you. Uh, yeah, my head's peeling, so I'm in pain. Oh, I'm in pain, Grant. Pain. Uh, look, it was an interesting... Uh, it was an interesting game. I had to watch it on um, replay because for some reason, many, many months ago, I timed my flight to be at the start of the game and two-hour flight. So basically when I landed, the game just the ended. Game, yeah. So unfortunately when I uh, yeah I landed, I was the most nervous landing. Everyone thought I was... I think everyone on the plane thought I was so nervous on the landing. I was just nervous to check my phone when we <laughs> landed. Yeah. And uh, I kind of let out this little woohoo! And uh, everyone's like, what this guy's on? Yeah. But I can't help it. That's how I... That's no, how mate, I, that, that, would have been, that would have been bad. You would have come back from a week in the sun... To like a thumping of the Essendon Footy Club would have sucked. No, I made for the perfect trip. But I must admit, I and I probably texted you and went, what the hell happened? Oh, How did we win this game? Because I gave us very little chance. I mean, we had, when you talk about the hooker laid out, we had 12 changes in two weeks. That, that should not happen. <laughs> that's usually not that sustainable. That, oh, not sustainable. It's just usually you don't win when that happens. And then to counteract that, you put in Parrish, uh, Hurley, and Saad as the as new as guys coming back in. They're, they're probably the votes are almost one, two, and three on the guys coming in. So, uh, have you ever seen a game where the the inclusions coming in have just been the stars of the whole show? Mate, I stand corrected because last week on the podcast, if you remember, <coughs> excuse me, I said you get these guys coming in. 
uh, from injury and it's their first game back in what four weeks or something like that and we constantly expect oh Hurls is back you'll have a brilliant game Sardi's back you'll have a brilliant game you can't expect these guys to come back in game one after a reasonably long injury and just expect them to get 27 possessions and especially Hurls especially Hurls but Hurls came back looked like he'd never left (laughs) Sardi just mate tag that bloke don't tag that bloke at your absolute peril now he's incredible and Parrish wouldn't know how to fumble. He didn't know how to freaking fumble. We had um, uh, we had uh, Mason Redman who performed. We had everybody who performed. Connor McKenna performed. Um, yeah, we basically look. We'll go into obviously a little bit player wise. Yeah. Um, a little bit later, but look as a, as a win. Uh, look, let's get it out of the way. We're playing finals, so mate, it's a great, ecstatic. it's a great result. It's a great result for the coach. Great result for the club. Uh, so we can only treat it as that. We should be all happy. Uh, I, I'm abs- I was absolutely thrilled when I saw the scoreline because, I, look, I knew they had resilience like four or five weeks ago when they were doing those, when they probably weren't playing to mm. maximum form, but they were just gritty. Yeah, I agree. And they had resilience. And, and that was what was so confusing about those two or three weeks of just where did the side go? But... I just honestly thought that 104 point loss the Bulldogs I thought that's probably a bit too much to come it's, back from especially when you go into Perth it's, yeah. it's tough over there and and then you know they're celebrating the big guy and Ballantyne and the whole there's a sold out crowd they're yeah. all excited to send these guys off and we just from the get go decided almost for the first time this year that we're going to be the most efficient ball use <laughs> side. We're going to get smashed in all con- all possessions and contested possessions and every free kick is going to go to Fremantle. But we're just going to, every time we touch the ball, we're going to use it as efficiently as possible. And I don't know where that came from, but I'm very, very thankful they shaved it to the last game. Mate, Blake, we've just gone and hired Blake Carousella. Right, because we have problems. <laughs> the spirit of Blake came over. He did. I reckon Blake shot somebody an email and or shot a few blokes an email and said, "Hey, here's half a dozen tip points for you on how to move the ball more efficiently." And mate, he gave them to Connor and he gave them to Sadi and he gave them to um, Darcy Parish especially. So, the that game to lose literally all the stats. Yeah, convincingly too, not yeah. by like two, convincingly. But to do better with less opportunities than the opposition yeah. is really encouraging. It's not like we just had a one ten goal quarter, right, and won the game. We won every quarter. Yeah. So we've <laughs> we've completely like there's no doubt we've won the game properly, and it really was just sheer efficiency. Uh, their head was switched on perfectly, and you got to give the coaches credit for that because. Uh, I really liked the. It's it's a small thing, but I liked the little all in sign and that each player had to touch before they ran out to the yep. to the game. Um, uh, I know Rutten and Wusha are, are really big on Essendon becoming very selfless, which is a very much a Richmond mantra. As everything you do um, has to be the spirit of being a selfless act for the team yeah for the team do it for another player do small things that can help another player get clear and I was watching the game uh, the next day 
one thing I was I was just taking notes myself and just saying how many times we smothered the ball from the opposition, how many times just little taps over the head to a guy, just a smart decision to a guy in a in better space, how many times we shepherded, and it was just like even two, I told two three times where the guys who were who were man on the marks. Just really active, jumping up and down, yelling, woo, woo, you know, just, it might be small, but I went, oh, their headspace was really good this game. Uh, just every little thing they tried to do made really good blocks, made good paths for Sadi. Uh, that's when we're playing at our best, when we have a really selfless game. Because it was actually a good team effort, wasn't it? Like, it was, it was, it was, it was very hard for me to do a 3 2 1 because it was, I mean, Going down to the Brayden Hams and Francis's and Cirque Thatcher's first game and Ambrose sacrifice for the whole game. Incredible game. Every, everyone, everyone had something to do. Yep. And everyone performed it, and it was a very efficient, professional, which I love, uh, professional game from the club. And I really, really hope they can carry that on uh, while we go into. Uh, our first final for a while. Yeah, absolutely. We'll come back. Um, we'll get back into the, the stats a bit more into the players' performance straight after the break. And welcome back to the Lunch Time Catch-Up podcast. Now then... We're going to have a look at some players, have a look at the stats, because I think there are some performances in there that are worthy of discussion with things like seven possessions. And then there's some good stats in there that really show you the importance of a game like some from somebody like Darcy Parrish. Yeah, look, let's go into Darcy Parrish first. Uh, I don't recall a game from Darcy where he's been that clean. Uh, with his hands because everything look for me it was because everything he did was elite and I haven't seen that from him he's always shown glimpses but I haven't seen a full game where everything he did was almost elite Uh, he's done it at 91% efficiency Uh, he just did not know how to fumble it was just one touch kicked a a really pivotal goal as well yep Uh, I personally had him somewhere in my votes I, such I was his, yeah, such one. was his influence. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was he he was fantastic. I I have to give a shout out, and I think his form warrants a shout out. Is is Zachy Merritt? I, I I kind of feel like with Heps being injured for quite some time, I really feel like he, he's lifted his game considerably. Uh, and, and he's had ten tackles. Of all, of all the stats that impressed me, that he's ten tackles. Like yeah. he, that's a really big work rate. Uh, I know, you know, he's he's had numerous times more possessions than 23 before. But, I mean, he's kicked two real pivotal goals. Uh, so, I actually thought he had a fantastic game. And, and I really, like, even with the, the, the lack of form recently, I, I think he's been one of those guys who just keeps running and running and running. And I don't think his form's really dropped for a while now. He's he's back to his very reliable And that's self. very, very important. <clears throat> Excuse me. That, that point is very, very important because... Without one of our major engine room players in Dyson Heppel, yeah, who's running around like he got what twenty one touches again, but the man's running around on half of one. Yeah, oh, look, he's nowhere near the Dyson Heppel. We nowhere know. near. It, I right? mean, he he's probably had some handballs to the opposition. I think his foot's actually affecting his confidence in his play as well. I like, bet, I, absolutely, I bet it. I is. think he. I don't think he's he's mentally. Um, 
He's probably confident on himself. Yeah, because because his foot's not letting him do what he wants yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. That's my that's just my read. I, I have no idea, but I, I'm just not seeing uh, a Heppel that I'm used to. Yeah, but I'm seeing the will and, and grit of Heppel. Yeah. But his actual just polish is, is a bit But gone. could you imagine if Zach wasn't doing what Zach's doing now and Heppel was out? Yeah. And look, it, I, I, exactly. And Dylan Shield actually really cuts and had a fantastic game too. Dylan Shield's had a fantastic game. And, and do you remember around, around 10 or 11 and he hadn't kicked a goal yet? And, and it was quite a concern. Yeah. Uh, uh, because we we probably expected a little bit more. He was getting the possessions fine, and his run was really good. And since then, he's probably had. Oh look, I don't know the stats, but he's probably had eight to ten goals. Uh, uh, so he's probably close to getting a goal a game. Uh, so all credit to him. He, he's really added that to his game now at Essendon, and and I thought his his efforts. Um, he's had seven inside fifty six tackles. So he's had a really big influence in the game. He's had five. He's led us in five clearances. So he's he's had a really big game, and, yep. and I, I think he's he's quite a mature player. And, and I, 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 there's been some few minor knockers. I think we all think he's a good player, but I think he's he's been quite consistent this year. That's one. I don't think he's got to that elite elite yet, but I, I, but I think he's got to good to very good, and I and, yeah, I, and that's most weeks. So I I think that's still a very good result. I don't know that you can have an elite midfielder. Like, you can be, I'm about to win the Brownlow kind of elite in a side that's as inconsistent as us. Yeah. Because you need you need quality around you all the time. And we've got it in Zach, and we've got it in Heps, and we've got it in those guys. And um, I think the only guy is Cripps, isn't it, really? That's that's probably the one oh, out. Oh, Cripps is, yeah. Cripps, he, the probably man, the one out where the man's he's, a just, freak. he's just a freak. Yeah, he's just a huge freak. Now, I want to I wanna say... Um, Congratulations and an incredibly brilliant game from Sadi. Um, mate, Brilliant since game. when does an AFL football club have their two halfbacks at one and essentially two um, ranked in the in the in the team? There was Sadi and Shield tied on one with twenty seven possessions, and then Connor McKenna um, at twenty four. That is worth its weight in gold. Yeah, I'd love to know why Lyon didn't have too much of an emphasis on the two guys. I, I find that with a with a a brain like Lyon, who I kind of rate as a good strategic defensively coach. too. And, and look, he even brought it after the, after the game about they were wary of those two guys, but I, it didn't feel like to me there was much body checking on those two guys. Or, or but uh, Sadi, I mean, I wasn't expecting that kind of performance back back first week, week back. Off. Yeah, it, it was insane. And I mean, and the guy next to him and Hurley, uh, Hurley, I mean, Hurls. I'm talking about like it. general. Never left. I mean, that was one thing. Uh, remember, we're, like we're talking five, six weeks ago about when we have most of our back in, how how much they understand each other now and how settled they are. And so we had that kind of ten, eleven week run where teams just weren't scoring. Remember when teams weren't scoring more than seventy nine points a game? Yeah, and Freer just could not score on this. No, they had like ten inside more fifties. In, inside fifties more than us, but. I mean, Hellshus was a general, he, and he sets up all our defenders really well, communicates well, and and we just look so much more sound down yeah. back, and and that affects everyone. It affects the Redmonds, and even affects Francis, who has the third and fourth tall. Like he he's still stopping his opponent, and still ta- he's taken five contested marks. He's he's had a half decent game, and and down the line it just affects the whole defense, and yeah. we and we look so much more solid. And then <clears throat> my man Maggie Thatcher. Yeah, I mean, he's Did not look out of place. No, I, I, 
Look, can I be very honest? His first two to three quarters, I thought, was really, really impressive. Yep. I thought when the pressure just went up a notch, that's when the first gamer probably came through. When yeah. he got a touch nervous. I saw him... All makes perfect sense. And that's why... He's yeah. not even 21 yet. No. So, no, no. That, so and, and his body's still not nowhere near right for... Hit the position, so he'll have, he'll, have at, a, he'll have an off season in the gym. Have a look at Michael Hurley when he first came to the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he was a skinny little kid, right? Mm-hmm. And Zerk Thatcher's the same thing. I really liked him. I saw him in that last quarter and towards the end of the third, he'd blown up. Yeah. He he couldn't make a lot of the the packs and stuff, and and he also I think realized what um, eighty nine ninety a hundred kilos worth of. AFL grown man feels like when it pounds into you all day every day. Um, but that sounded yeah. really well. When when, yeah. <laughs> when the kitchen got hot, he was absolutely at the start of the game. He was definitely right there about. And that's what they say about him. Yeah. But he, without any sort of thought of his own pres- uh, um, preservation, he throws himself at packs. Yeah, like he absolutely hammers himself into packs. So. Um, mate, I was very pleased to see him get a game. Very pleased to see him not look out of place. And I must admit, there's not often that we're going to discuss a guy who almost could get votes, who's the second least possessions <laughs> of the game. Uh, Paddy Ambrose. Paddy seven, Ambrose, Seven mate. disposals. But, boy, was he selfless. And when you talk about selfless acts for a club, that is one of the great selfless acts you'll ever see. He pound the living daylights. Yep. Uh out of what's five 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 feet oh, two um, Scotty's still on uh, still on still on Queensland brain <laughs> yeah. uh, but every time five touch he crunched him and I, I I saw him do it a few times and you could see five he wince getting, he was getting frustrated he was actually. wincing because he'd hit him in yeah. packs he'd hit him low he'd tackle him hard every time he hit especially when he was sort of down on all fours or near the ground and Ambrose had just come out of the like from standing up and would deliberately throw his body yeah. into Fife, and you could see Fife get off the ground wincing. And I reckon that seven possessions was it? Yeah, yeah. seven disposals is one of the better seven disposal <laughs> games you're ever likely to see. Exactly because you negated the biggest influence almost in the AFL, and that's that's what. And you he want. could have killed us. Yeah, yeah, like if he had have been, and he still had twenty six and two goals or whatever <laughs> well, he had, and one goal, yeah. and one goal. I mean, so he's a, he's an absolute gun fight. He's going to get twenty six possessions if you chuck three blokes. It's on just him. he just had no meaningful possessions. There you go, and, and that's it. He had no space. He had nothing to do damage on us, and that's that's the whole point. And one player that I would like to, I know he's a listener. I, don't, I have no idea if he is, but I assume he is. Um, is Braden Ham? I would like to make a formal apology to that kid because at. Five foot nothing and... Now, talking about skinny. 46 kilos ringing wet. Um, I said last week on the podcast that I didn't think he should get a game. Actually, I didn't say that on the last week on the podcast. I said it on the uh, team Patreon. changes. Yeah, the on team the changes guys. for the Patreon um, podcast. I said that he, didn't, he shouldn't be getting a game. Now, of course, I will still stand by that because he's, he's not AFL ready yet. But when he got the ball, he moved it quickly. He's got a good left boot. He didn't panic. And what's he racked up? 16. He's racked up 16, if you don't mind. That's not bad for a first-year first kid playing game number four or whatever it is. No, I mean, you can tell there's definitely something there. Like, yeah. a, you know in, in probably one or two years, he, probably, he does obviously need to fill out his body more. 
but he's a pretty classy left footer and definitely can run. He's got some smarts about him. Gotta love the left uh, footers. So look, it, there's nothing wrong. I, I'll be interested to see the selection this week if they if they sort of keep him on. I, I kind of suggest they might with Collingwood with their speed, but. Yeah, be, maybe they because will. Probably but... the Zaharaka's injury actually keeps him in because I think that yeah. wing that wing position, uh, he he might uh, he might stay in. And look, how about Jakey Stringer, man? Oh. is he having one of those years? Where Jakey, just... Jakey, Jakey. He is. Uh... We were talking earlier, and let us know out there on the uh, Lunch on Catch Up podcast Facebook page, um, or the or the um, Instagram page, or all of the socials. Um, who do you think has had a better season? I was saying to Scotty, who do you reckon is now the best player out of the the quadruple S that we've had? It's if, very hard to. Do. If you had to pick, is it Smith, Sarge, Stringer, Shield? I think that's it. Um, and they've all got such unique skill gifts. sets and what they bring to the club. Because you did on talent, you'd almost go Stringer, right? Stringer's Just pure freak, talent, freak X factor talent. Yep. Um, Sardi's burst speed and, and negating of consistency is unbelievable and the, the Devin extra, Smith won the Crichton he, I mean, yeah, he had he's a tackling go past machine that. midfielder yep and, and Shield is, is a Rolls Royce yeah so it's, I, I wouldn't want to I wouldn't even want to have a Mate. podcast I'm suggesting who's better because thank goodness they're all for them at the college absolutely <laughs> man like that, I swear in five years time we are going to say that was one of the best trade yeah. periods that any club has ever had ever yeah I mean you can you can have a debate on on Duduro as far as drafting and, and getting some right and getting some wrong, but you could never have a debate on trading no, no, with, no, him, no, no, with no. him because no way. <laughs> he's, nah. I mean, yeah, he's done very well on that factor. Another uh, one too that we want to make a mention about, um, who again is Mister Consistency at the moment, Mason Redman. Oh, just a gun, isn't he? he Mason Redman. I we think sign him up, please. I was going to say, uh, Xavier, if you're listening, mate, <laughs> I know there's a sneaky little zipper compartment on your wallet yeah. that you keep for the real serious players that we, we might need to we, sign. We know Simon Goodwood's on uh, getting very chirpy with the uh, with the Redman. Yeah, and, uh, we will. We will just make sure that doesn't happen. Thank yeah. you very much. So. Xavier, just whip out the... Uh... While you're at it, Tip and Woody might be a nice sign too, by the way. Well, I understand he's pretty close, but yeah, Tip and Woody and yeah. Mason... Um... There's, a, there's a few rumours today that it's close to... Uh, he's, he's getting closer to signing with Who, Tip and Woody playing yeah. footy? It's, yes, exactly. Okay. But yeah, Mason Redmond, love that kid. He's just... He was in the forward line for a while. He was in the midfield for a while. He, We didn't know what he was going to be. Was yeah. he Brendan Goddard? Wasn't he... All of a sudden, he's now a hard-running, like harder player than he looks. He doesn't look like he, he doesn't look like Dylan Shield. I'll give you the hot tip, but he throws himself at packs. He's great with yeah. the boot. He can run. Um, really well done from uh, from him as well. Look, so look before we go to the break. Um, obviously, the news came through of David Zarakis's injury. It sounds a bit more serious than we hoped. Doing for Zaka. Uh, anytime you hear the word surgery, you don't have too much confidence on. Him coming back in the next two to three weeks, which we kind of need him to be. Yeah. So, um, uh, I think they're going to give us a timeline in the next couple of days, Essendon. But uh, look, I know he hasn't been the cream of the crop this year, and he's. But I still think, like, uh, my personal belief is that I really like deep midfields, and I think he's experienced enough to be of value. Uh, so I, I uh, look, is, is he in our top echelon of, of midfielders? Probably not anymore, but I still think he's important. 
Uh, and on his day, he's a, the annoying part about Sarakis is on his day, he can have these really big 30 possession, two goal, two or three goal games that yep. can actually be the difference. It's a veteran, uh, yeah. it's veteran games, man. Every now and then, the and, veterans um, turn back time. Yeah, so look, it's a bit of a shame. It gives the opportunity for, uh, I guess, a Ham or a Clark or a Myers Snelling or a Snelling. Or, yeah. uh, so we'll see what Essendon's thinking. Uh, and look, actually, let's talk about that after the break. So we're, we're obviously going to play Collingwood this week. The, I've had so many people ask me, how does Essen approach this knowing now they're going to play a final? Do you rest players? Do you go out and win this game to prepare for the finals? And I'll leave that question for you. And after the break, right. we'll have a discussion about how we approach Friday night's blockbuster against the Collingwood Football Club. Okay. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now then, before we get on to talking about the Essendon Collingwood blockbuster this Friday, I thought I'd tell you about the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast sponsor. That would be the Mantra Hotel in Tullamarine. The Mantra Hotel in Tullamarine is at number two Trade Park Drive, Tullamarine. They're offering the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast listeners a 10% discount on any hotel room subject to availability. When you enter the, no, when you don't enter the, when you enter lunchtime catch-up, one word, lunchtime catch-up, into the promo code, when you make a booking down there, you'll get a 10% off. You can also head down to the Woodlands restaurant at the Mantra Tullamarine yep. for a Woodlands burger. Get down there. Jason McGowan and the team will look after you in a big way. It's right next door to the hangar. It's a it's a great place. If you want to head down there, maybe stay the night, check out the boys' train next week. Or even if you're sort of heading out of, uh, overseas or something and you want to head, stay near the ho- uh, near the airport, you can stay at the Mantra Hotel on Tullamarine. Big thank you to Jason McGowan and his team down there. Awesome. Uh, Mantra's been a great friend to us. Absolutely. Uh, look, so let's go into the Essendon Collingwood game. So, I'll look. I'll, I'll tell you my thoughts initially. So, I got asked numerous times all over social media, how should we approach this Friday night against Collingwood? Because I don't think any of us expected us to have be locked into a final <laughs> this week. No, but, <laughs> but it does give you the ability to approach uh, the finals uh, in various ways. You can look at it. Uh, a win loss could be is is could be an opponent you'd rather play. Like you could say, oh, we prefer MCG against Collingwood if we lose. Yep. Uh, not that they're going to go out to lose, but that's that's just one. No, of the, mean, yeah. That's one of the things you consider. Uh, then you have the other option is we obviously got some sore guys in the side. Uh, do you rest a whole bunch of guys knowing that it's probably going to be a uh, a loss in the column? Uh, or uh, do you put everyone on the park and you go for the win to go for a lead up into the final? I've been thinking about this all day. Yep. And I was going, what What do I actually think? Because I'm a very competitive person. Uh, and I think it has to be a little bit of, and I'm not usually like this, uh, a little bit of each way where I think a guy like Heppel, uh, who I don't think is, is that effective... 
as he normally is. Is one week going to fix that though? Well, don't forget you got to buy the following week and oh, then a final. Yeah. So yeah, you, yeah, yeah. so you do have the ability to give guys two weeks off. So and is that what they did with Hooker? Do you reckon? Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see if Hooker doesn't play this week and they give him a full three weeks off his back. Yeah. Because you could almost get that right. Like, you can... It'd be 90% anyway. Yeah, yeah. and he'll be probably a lot more effective. So this is the argument. Look, this is my personal feeling. I think as a club, the guys who go out to play, attack it at, at 100%. Gear up for the finals, play how you want to play a final. Uh, because one thing we've done is we've always got smashed in finals. We've kind of played at a home and away kind of level. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want us to attack it on a big stage and play it as a rehearsal to a final. Uh, pressure, how we want to do things in a, in a final. That's how I want us to approach it. But saying that, if guys aren't right, and one or two guys aren't right like a Heppel, then yeah, I have no problem at all if they sit out this one because I don't believe it's even sitting out because I actually believe they're injured. So it's, I don't. It's, Razio, yeah, Heppel, yeah, those yeah. guys. It, it, these some guys are just clearly injured, but we've just tried to get them to play and to try and get us exactly where we are into yep. a final. Yep. The reason they played Fremantle is just to try and and we we talked we talked about last week that oh we 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 we're with Hurley coming in earlier. Than expected with injuries, sad as well. Yeah, we're throwing the dice. We, we we admitted it. We're throwing the dice to try and get us into a final. Yeah, it worked. So now, I think those guys will be fine because they've got away with it. Uh, but with guys like Heppel and probably Fantasia, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they if those two guys uh, are actually omitted or just from arrested. So what option? You that was a whole lot of discussion on the subject. What yeah. option do you want? So. Yeah, if if a guy's if the if if a guy will be 20 30% better in a final if they rested, then I have no problem if they're rested. Okay, so you're but talking about the team key, that, key know, footballers. Key footballers. It, niggling injuries and all that sort of stuff. Guys who are just sore or that. No, nah, sorry, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. If, because you got to. Okay, that uh, but if you've actually got a uh, uh, an injury like I Heppel and Fantasia to me are clearly injured players. Then and if they're going to be twenty to thirty percent better if they got two weeks off, then yeah, I think I think you have to approach a final with, with that in mind that you're going well. We've got a better chance if these guys have a better output. I agree. I I want to add one one sort of factor to the top of that is that geez, I hate Collingwood. Oh, I really no. want to beat Collingwood. And that's, that, look, that's the important part, though. I still want us to attack the game with everything we have. And I want us because, to go out to win. Because yeah. as much of a good win as it was in Frio to pump the boys up and get the club up and about and get the supporters up and about, mm. could you imagine if we ended up beating Collingwood on the MCG the week before? I know there's a buy in there, but the week before the final series. Yeah, A win is all important for the boys' confidence. If we... If we rest Heps and we rest um, Arazio and we rest Hooker as well and yep. those sort of things, and we get beat by 10 goals again, that's not how you want to go into a final. And look, Arazio is an interesting one because I'm not quite sure... What's going on what, with the man? Yeah, I don't know if he's just at a point where he can't get any worse or any better. 
I, do you ever get that feeling like just how he is is how he is? So they might just play him this week because there's no effect. Love to know what the injury yeah, is. Because they've been playing him for eight or nine, you know, yeah. eight, eight weeks, and he's he's been quiet nearly every time. I'd love to know what the injury is. Yeah, I, I, that you can continue to play just, and not get any worse. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because uh, it's affecting him in a big way. Oh, well, yeah. He was the quietest again. And free out for being honest. Um, so he, he's he's getting he's, to a point where you go, you know, if you're going to put your hand up, you've got to play. You, you know. But he's walking around like there's no problem. Like he's joking about on the plane oh, coming home. Yeah, and... yeah, I know. It's What did you think? I, I was gonna compliment because I compliment him because I thought his body language was good as far as encouraging. Like he was every yeah. time someone did something, his, I thought he had a really good team kind of spirit, and that's probably um, was that was brought, a clear message. That was a clear message. So yeah. I think he tried to encourage a lot of other players, um, but he's still nowhere near the player here. He is. No, like, and, and, and but I look. The more I thought about it, even even in. Um, Sunny Noosa. Uh, sorry, I have to yeah, drop, hilarious, yeah. drop that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the more I thought, I don't think we've got a replacement for him. I think that's half the reason because Mozzie's injured, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and, and Gown and these guys either aren't ready, ready, different position, or different position, right? Yeah. So, it, it I think it's half a factor of just there's just no one that in in his skill set and where he plays. Ulahan. To no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, he'll take just, a good specky, but just no. no. Yeah, uh, yeah Hulahan uh, has to find the ball more. Like he, bring in the job. He'll kick his one or two goals, but he'll have seven possessions to do it. Yeah, true. So you might as well have Fantasia. Bring in the jock. But uh, no, I don't think he's uh, not ready. No, well, chuck him on a wing. Move somebody else in the forward line. But uh, uh, you could have Snelling. Snelling's the only one that you could have yeah. up forward. Probably actually, I think that's the perfect replacement. Really, like, well, yeah. sorry, the the closest, the closest replacement. To, yeah, uh, but they they're really insistent on playing him. So, uh, yeah, well, let's hope there's a breakout game somewhere. Because, well, for you, I'm I'm pretty much again surprise surprise thinking along the same lines as you in that I I dislike Collingwood with a passion that burns deep, um, and I want us to beat them, yeah. and. And yeah, and I want us to go into the finals. We are not, we. I want us to go into the finals with a win. I want us to go with our tails up. I want us to go excited. I want us to go hungry. We are not a side at the moment that has won so many games in a row that we think, ah, oh, who cares? We can just afford to lose this last one, and it doesn't matter because the boys are the boys are up. The boys are about. They know how to be professional, and they hold this. No, we're the most schizophrenic club in the comp, right? And if if we can turn this win into another win against Collingwood and get on to another run, whatever that looks yeah. like, then great. But I don't think we're the kind of side that can afford to get beaten by eight goals, ten goals, and then go, oh, that didn't really matter. Now we'll just play our final. Well, you, look, the, the sheer fact is you want you want as many players as possible who are going to play the final to play this game because we need to gel badly. We've just had six changes, six changes <laughs> back to back. We're we're do, we are a side that's got to have a, a core twenty at least and playing that's a week in week out. The stats are showing, man. The 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 twelve changes that we've made, the doggies pounded us in every stat that there is and beat us by one hundred and four points. Yeah. Um, and we get beaten in literally every statistic against yeah. Frio again. 
but we find a way to win. Yeah. So I, unfortunately, Collingwood are ruthless. They will, they will just kill you dead right where you stand if you yeah. make the kind of mistakes that we've been making. So I say go in with the best energy, the best headspace, and a win as if we possibly can. But if we can keep, um, uh, <coughs> excuse me, everybody. <laughs> if we can keep Heps out and that sort of stuff, and have him ready, especially Hooker especially Hooker. If we can have Hurley fit and Hooks with three weeks off and he's back getting much, much better, then come on, guys. Saad, um, McKenna, Hooker, Hurley, yeah. and anyone else you might want to chuck down there. Francis. Well, it's interesting with Hooker too because Collingwood with Cox out for the year and um, and uh, what's his name? Um, the left Darcy. footer. No. no. Um, he's got a brother in Sydney. Um He's a ha- I have no idea. They're all hacks. It'll come to me soon. Everyone's screaming through the podcast right now. Uh, the left footer in the forward line. Yeah, yeah. It'll come to me soon. We'll kick each other. Wow, okay. Um, That's how much I know about the Collingwood Football Club. Reed. 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 Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so both them injured and pretty much out for the year. Their, their forward line is small. Yeah. So, Hooksy, I'm not sure there's, there's a matchup with the tall, the tallness of our back line anyway. Uh, so it's an interesting one. We can kind of gamble a little bit with Hooksy out. I want him in there. Um, but uh, yeah, it'll be look if he recovers, you know, fine. He just needed a week off. Then great, put him in. Let's win the game. That's yep. that's my theory. If, right. Who whoever's right, I let's go for a win. Let's. I, I, the key part for me really is just how we approach the game. I want us to be really on pressure, high pressure. Yep. Uh, and have a, like I said, like a rehearsal for the final because we, we're not used to playing finals. So yeah. When we come back from the break, uh, we'll wrap this up, um, have a bit, of, a bit more of a chat, and we'll talk to you guys then. It, it hurts with every heartbeat It hurts with every heartbeat And welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now then, we were told you we were going to do our votes for this game because I think they're pretty interesting. Um, I think Scotty and I... I have no idea how you're going to vote. Yeah, I know. We do often pick the same people, but I wonder if it's going to be in this one. So, Scotty, three, two, one, a go. All right, so I'll go from from one, so third best player on the field. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it to Darcy Parrish. Uh, okay. Sorry, Jono, out there on the Patreon page. I know you thought he was best on ground. I can only go my personal opinion. Uh, he, obviously, giving him in the votes is a very good thing. Oh, so, it's so got to be in there. He was exceptional. Uh, we, we obviously applauded everything about his game uh, and... and and that was one of the more complete, um, skillful games that, that he's played for the Essen Football Club. Two, I went for Zachary Merritt. There's really hard ones in this. Uh, I thought Zachary Merritt's work rate was exceptional, and people might think I'm getting fooled by stats, but uh, I just thought his work rate, 10 tackles, um, kicked two pivotal goals. Um, so we haven't, and it wasn't like a high scoring game, so he's. He's kicked two pivotal goals from the midfield. I just thought he was showed a lot of leadership. That's just my view. Uh, I've had Adam Saad as best on ground. 
and I thought can't, can't go wrong. I, I thought, I mean, he's led the side in disposals. He's almost at ninety percent efficiency, and he's and he stopped his man. Uh, I, I really can't. You can't fault the man. I can't fault the man. He just continued to run and run and run. Uh, I thought it was a, a, a complete performance. Can I just give a huge apologies to Dylan Shield, Michael Hurley, and Patrick Ambrose? Those guys were probably look. They're probably equal as as, as Parish for me, but I just yep. went with Parish because of how much how clean he was with the ball. Ninety point nine is a big one. Ambrose's big selfless act. Um, Hurley's general down back, and I thought Shield was exceptional. So I just want to give a shout out. You can you can throw a coin. So I get that, but that was just. That was me just deciding in the in the end who I, who my three two one was. All right, mine slightly controversially, same players, different order. Fair enough. Same players, different order. Now I had, in fact, no, not same players. I, as much as I love Darcy's game, ninety point nine, brilliant game. I think Ambrose's game at seven possessions. And the influence that he had on the game was almost as important as Darcy Parrish's. I believe you. Yeah, yeah. And to to stop, I mean, twenty six possessions in one goal for five. <laughs> it's just, it's like Michael Jordan. He's going to get 25, 25 points a game every game. It just doesn't matter. You could chuck fourteen players on him, and he'll still get twenty five touches. But I'm going to go one one vote for uh, for Paddy Ambrose, just because the man threw his body around and did the exact job the club asked him to do. Number two, I'm going to go with Sadi. 27 possessions generally and 88.9% efficiency. Um, and th- just the game he played is gen- going to get you three votes most of the time. I just think that my number three, Zach's 23 possessions and two goals. The two goals are the thing for me that put that put him over the top. Sadi's, yeah. yeah, ten tackles, two goals, um, just slightly over the top of Sadi. Now, Adam, mate, sorry, but three, three, three votes to to Zach Merritt, two to Sadi, and one to an absolute unsung hero in Paddy Ambrose. That's fair call. They're all very good games. Like it was, it was a very hard three-two-one this week because I, I generally felt there were six or seven guys of almost of equal value, um, again, and it was a very much a team effort. It was like a, I'm not even being patronising. It just really was. It felt like would a, I be right in saying they were all in? Yeah, there was. It was exactly as the uh, as, as the little the bit of paper said. Exactly. So. I think we will wrap it up. How about our Patreons, man? Yeah, mate. We've, 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 got, had, we've had a great week with the Patreon site. Yeah, we've had the, the Patreon site. Um, everybody knows that we've got a Patreon page. Um, that Patreon page gives you guys some uh, exclusive content from us, especially on a Thursday. We do our, um, our Team Changes, uh, Team Changes podcast um, exclusively for the Patreon guys. Just want to give a few shout-outs to, to some of the, the Patreons that we've got. We've got a heap of them now, so I want to give everybody uh, a shout-out. Um, Andrew Denham. Andrew Denham's one of our super-duper AFL members. Um, we're going to get Andrew on the uh, on the podcast very soon. Uh, we've had a bit of a chat to him on the Patreon page, and he wants to have a chat to 84, about 84 to 2001, yes. the Essendon Renaissance period. So, mate, we're absolutely going to get you on in the near future. I'm going to shoot you my mobile um, phone number probably tonight. Um, we'll get you on the podcast. Um, people like Ian Hume, thank you very much, mate, for coming onto the podcast. Deborah Ford, um, Jennifer Wern, Abdi, Abby, I think it's Abby, 
ABHI, thank you very much for joining up. I think Mark Croswell also joined up recently. Yep. Okay. Will Colatus, Taylor, David. Shirley Pannier, David Julie, Sam Vicini, Rowan Thompson, Julie, Braden Ogies. Um, we love him to death. Um, so a massive thank you to all our uh, to our Patreon people. Um, like I said, join up to the Patreon for some exclusive content. Um, we we go absolutely every Thursday night for the team changes, and we chuck a few little um, podcasts in there here and there when there's something else to talk about. So we really appreciate you guys. So thank you very much for your assistance. Yeah, and we'll, we'll probably do a few extra shows now that the finals are coming up too on the Patreon site. Yeah, to have a few theme shows. Uh, so yeah, thanks again. Uh, look, Patreon site's pretty cheap. You can join join up as it's pretty much as cheap as two dollars. Uh, so there's there's various levels of, of membership, but yep. it can be very cheap for for a whole month. Uh, so absolutely, we encourage that. It helps us uh, just fund some of the equipment that we need uh, to keep the show going. Basically, that's all it is for. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, I think we'll wrap it up. We've got the pies this week. MCG Friday night. It's going to be big. It could yeah. hammer down rain, but now there's a, there's a question for you. Mm-hmm. What happens if it rains? Are we better off or are we not better off? Uh, no, probably not. No, same because unfortunately the the I, Collingwood Smalls. I always find skillful players actually handle the wet much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Scotty's uh, going to check the uh, the long range forecast now, which I'm sure I everybody think, can I, do. I think it's pretty good. Um, yeah, it's going to be cold, but I don't know that there's particularly much rain it's around. It's about sunshine and 15 at the moment. Yeah, the forecast, cool. So. Oh, well, everybody, thank you very much for uh, for tuning in this week. Another Bombers win, which we're just ecstatic about. Not sure I'm reaching for the lid just yet. Uh, oh, yeah, I was actually going to ask you where we put the lid now. The we're, lid. We're at the finals. Yeah, true. And I must admit... It's I, a I'm, schizophrenic lid. I know, it's a schizophrenic <laughs> I'm torn, man. I'm torn. I want the lid off. I want the water boiling over. Um, and I want us to beat Collingwood next week. But maybe the lid's ajar. Maybe yeah. maybe you're boiling some pasta and you just chuck the lid halfway on, halfway off. And I, I sincerely hope that we beat the Pies next week. Um, even if we don't, Bomber fans, we're playing finals the week after that. Um, we'll see what happens with all of the, the different finishes to the year and see who we'll end up playing. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then finals, baby. It's what we're playing footy for. So we will be here all the way through to the grand final, maybe a couple after. Yeah, and look... Just for everyone else, if you've got any questions for us, you can reach us on our Facebook page. You can reach me on Twitter on Scooter or the Lunch Catch-Up on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, you can also check out our, all our shows on all the on all these iTunes and SoundClouds and Spotify's yep. and all those. All of those ones. Uh, and, yeah, so our Facebook page is always good too if you want to ask us a question. And, and we're kind of interested to see what kind of theme shows... We can do. There's obviously a bit of an off season coming up soonish. What kind of theme shows we can do? We... We're trying to, um, and you're trying to work hard to uh, maybe get a bit of a a multi podcast show together. Yeah, well, well, I'll keep it a little bit whispers at the moment, but we're, we're talking to a couple of Essendon podcasts. Yeah, we might do a, a bit of a joint podcast with a few other guys. So uh, yeah, we might. Should see. be fun. Yeah, absolutely. All right, everybody, thank you very much for joining in this week. Go Bombers for another win this week against uh, the Dirty Pies, uh, and we will talk to you next week. Catch you, everyone. <laughs>